Hi, welcome back to Table Talk, your healthy theological radio addiction. All right, so we've observed that the gift that God gives in baptism, according to Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, is that God gives you his divine and saving name. So when you're baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, this will if you're picking up what I'm throwing down, now you'll begin to understand why Jesus, like in Mark 16, and why the apostles in Acts and in Titus, etc., say certain things about baptism. If you don't understand what we've learned from Matthew 28, 19, you won't understand what the rest of the New Testament teaches about baptism, namely its benefits. So let me try and flesh this out for you. Jesus himself says, and notice he does it. I'm not. I'm not doing it. He does it. He takes an S verb. An S verb. And so does the apostle Paul. And so does uh, the other apostles. And the S verb, they hook it with what? Baptism. Saved. That's the S verb. Now, most Christians in America who aren't Lutheran but are Protestant, non-Lutheran, they will not listen to the New Testament and let the New Testament speak, let Jesus speak or the apostles speak, who actually use the salvation verb, saved, and hook it with baptism. Check it out. Mark sixteen sixteen. This is our Lord's wonderful promise. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But, Pastor Kuhlman, isn't that uh, based upon their believing and their action of believing? That's the response I always hear. Oh, right? sure, yeah, yeah. Because, because faith is defined differently than the Bible does. The Bible defines faith as simply trust, being given to. A passive passively thing. It's given being to. done rather than you doing it. Faith, well, first of all, faith is passive. When it comes to salvation, faith is, be, is given to. It's passive. So whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. So... Notice, the, to be baptized is to be saved. And faith, how, how does faith talk? Thank you. It just simply receives what the Lord gives, the name and salvation. Now, again, if you're baptized in the triune name, you are saved. And faith says, amen. So whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Now, again, I'm making a specific point here. The, the New Testament, Jesus just did it uses the saved verb and hooks it with baptism. Why? Because you're baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. God gives you his name. He gives you himself and everything that he has. So when Jesus gives you his name, he gives you everything that he won for you on the cross with his name. Yeah. Or how about uh, Peter? Are you, I suppose you're headed to Peter. Acts 2. Where, uh, sure. Well, I'm talking about the epistle of Peter where he says baptism. Oh, yeah. Let's, get, let's come to that which later. Which corresponds. Yeah. Let's come back to that. Let's just let's kind of do this in kind of like uh, order of New Testament books. So, yeah. Mark, now let's go to Acts. Yeah, we'll come to John 3 later. But Acts chapter 2, because John 3 will hook it with Titus 3. In Acts chapter 2, Peter gives his Pentecost sermon. The people are cut to the heart, and they ask, well, what in the world should we do? And Peter says, repent, which is, believe what I just told you, that Jesus is the Christ, and he's risen from the dead, and he's the Lord. So repent, and then he says, be baptized, every one of you. Oh, I love that. Every one of you, which hooks with Matthew 28, make disciples of? All nations. Okay, so be baptized, every one of you. Peter didn't say eight years old and up. Did you notice no. that, folks? He says, every one of you. So be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus. And then he tells you the gifts that you'll get. For the forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. When you're baptized in the name, 
the name of Jesus, you get the forgiveness of sins that he won for you on the cross, and he gives you his spirit, the Holy Spirit. And to emphasize that eight-year-old part, right after that he says, the promise is for you and your children. And then for all. Right. Uh, So I love that one, too, because it does hammer against that uh, age of accountability teaching very clearly. Now, what I'm doing here is flowing from Matthew 28, 19. Now you can be understand why Peter would say he was there when Jesus said this in Matthew 28. And now he's, he's Christ's ambassador. He's sent by Christ to go proclaim the gospel and to baptize and make disciples through baptizing and teaching. So be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And when he says the promise, he means the promise of forgiveness and the gift of the Spirit given in the name is for you. For you talk is gift talk. And I'm doing this on purpose to emphasize. We have to pay attention to the text. For you talk is gift talk. So, Adam, when you give your wife a wedding anniversary gift you go or a birthday gift, you say, honey, here, this is for you. <laughs> right. When you and your wife buy your children Christmas presents or birthday presents, you, you take the gift and you bring it to the child and you say, here, this is for you. For you talk is gift talk. Here we're learning that baptism is gift. How do I know that? Because it's for you. Similarly, Lord's Supper, given and shed for you. Are you picking this up, folks? See, learn differently. Don't listen to the, the radio and TV preachers or the, the popular book preachers that you can buy at the Christian bookstore who say that baptism is just simply what you do for the Lord in obedience and say, well, done that, check that off the list. No, baptism is something fundamentally different. And, and um, if you are in that idea that it is your work, that's what leads then to all these people being baptized multiple times is, well, uh, it was my job to be baptized, and I didn't do a very good job of living as a Christian afterward, and so this time I'm going to recommit, I'm going to do it again, and I really mean it, and uh, uh, this time I'll actually be a Christian in my life. And the trouble is, is every time they fall short, because your emphasis is on your efforts rather than trusting in the work of Jesus Christ crucified and risen. Amen. So this is for you, Peter says, and for your children, your children. It's for all and for all, he says. So, you know, uh, make disciples of all nations for you and for your children. This is why the church baptizes not just adults, but even children. Why? Because, well, let me back this up. Um, Sometimes, not always, but sometimes at a baptism at Trinity Murdoch, when there's a a baby that's baptized, sometimes, but not always, an adult... (laughs) who's not a member, but a visitor, maybe a family member who's not a member, they'll object after it's all done and say, you know, that, that little baby didn't do anything today. And I say, bingo. Yeah. Bingo. <laughs> because that's, 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 what, that's when it comes to salvation, the achievement of salvation, it's all done by the Lord. And when it comes to salvation's delivery, the benefits of salvation's delivery on Good Friday, that's all given by the Lord too. And that's given in baptism with the right. name. You were dead in your trespasses and sins and what you once walked. And uh, I love that because in baptism, uh, the baby doesn't do anything, and yet God gives a new life and uh, faith and all the other gifts that come with baptism. It is that same thing as the dead person laying on the operating table doesn't do anything to bring them back. You know, they don't uh, reach up their dead arms and grab those uh, electric paddles and hold them to their chest. Uh, Somebody else has to do that to them. And that's a great picture of what's happening in baptism, just as a 
A man who's dead can't bring himself back to life. A baby can't save themselves, but God can, acting from the outside. Yeah, just an adult can't save themselves right. either. So right. you'll notice that the church baptizes children and adults the same way. <laughs> you know, we <laughs> Almost don't, like it's God's word, yeah. yeah because, because God's yeah. the one giving the gift and doing right. the work. By the way, can, chil- can little infants believe? Absolutely. Can they believe in that? Yes, they can, because faith comes by hearing. And guess what? Christians, Christian parents are constantly blessing their children. Even when they're in the womb, they bring them to church, and they're hearing the word of God. You remember when, when Mary came and visited Elizabeth, yep. and Mary greeted Elizabeth. Well, little John the Baptist, growing in Elizabeth's womb, leaped for joy when she heard the mother of our Lord greet Elizabeth. And if you're a parent that brings your children to church regularly, uh, you know, I'd encourage you sometime to just stop and ask them a few questions and see what they're picking up, even if they look like they're coloring or, uh, you know, pouting or whatever your child is doing during the service. They are still hearing, and the Holy Spirit is still working in that word, and they're learning uh by being there in church and receiving the gifts and and talk to your little children. I love it when my four-year-old starts to ask theological questions because you can tell behind some of the questions, they get it. They're just trying to process it and find the language to explain it, and that's really a great thing. Yeah, these little ones who believe in me, Jesus. And and let's not forget, too, that in Mark's gospel and the parallels, unless you become like a little, what? A little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus said this against the, the apostles, who when, when moms were bringing their little children to Jesus to have him touch them and bless them, they said, get these kids out of here. They got to be like adults. Jesus is too busy for these little ones. He's only for the adults, not the kids. And that's when Jesus explodes yep. and says, unless you become like a little child. Why would Jesus say, unless you become like a little child, you will not enter the kingdom? I'll tell you why. Because little children, little babies exhibit faith the best, namely that faith is given to, that faith trusts what the Lord gives. Let me give you an example. If I give a little child in my congregation a $100 bill, they'll take it and run with it. And woohoo, look what pastor gave me. No questions asked. They just take it. <laughs> if I give a $100 bill to one of the adults, they look at me like, what does he want? What? I'm not, I, don't, I better not take this because he obviously wants something. You see how this works? It does. I'm going to start going to church at Pastor Coolman's church. He hands out $100 <laughs> well, higher, higher things conferences know this uh, because I'll give away money. I've given away $50 bills to people when I'm lecturing at higher things conferences saying, here, this is for you to emphasize the for you-ness of the gospel. All right, now we're, we looked at Acts 2. Let's go to Acts 22 before we say goodbye today. Here, Paul speaks about when he was baptized by Pastor Ananias. And he repeats what Ananias told him. You got, do you have that handy, Acts twenty two sixteen. Yeah, uh, 16. Just a second. Let's turn the page here. And now, why do you wait? Rise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on his name. There's that name a bit, but, but wash away your sins. What do you get up, be baptized, which is middle passive voice. Let it be given to you. Let it be done for you. Be baptized and wash away your sins. Now, that, when we talk more, when we come back next week, this, this verb, wash, is huge in the New Testament with regard to baptism. Now, you wanted to say something. Well, I, I love this particular passage as well because Saul is walking along the road and Jesus shows up to him and talks to him directly and yet still he sends him to a pastor to hear the word, be taught the word, and to be baptized because that's the way that God works in the church uh, and he makes no exceptions even for St. Paul whom he personally visits. Yeah, Matthew 28 gets followed even with Paul. Yes, yes. (laughs) But again, notice the connection, Acts 2. 
be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. Acts 22.16, you have another apostle, Paul, who is told at his baptism, wash away your sins. So this all flows from the fact that you're given the divine and saving name, Matthew 28.19. So as as we come to a close here, baptism is a wonderful gift from the Lord in which salvation that was achieved is actually given to you. Stay Lutheran, my friends.